Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I would like us to look into how to handle situations whereby our identity is questioned. How should we respond to people and voices in our mind or even our emotions that tend to question our identity? Let's look at a couple of ways our identity could be questioned. Let's look at it from the human perspective. As anyone said to you, if you are a child of God, you should not be having this problem. If God truly loves you, he should have solved this problem for you. Or have you at any point in time felt like doing something you should not do and the emotions feel so strong, feel so real and uncontrollable or un- unmanageable and with that respect, you want to accept that as your identity. So some people, because they've, they've been using uh, recreation drugs in, their, in time past, and they had addiction issues, they came to Christ, they walked through it, but all of a sudden, at some point in their life, now being a child of God, they seem to be having cravings for those things. And um, when they struggle with those cravings, Sometimes a voice and the emotion try to tell them that, you know, this is who you are. You can't run away from it. And such people, they begin to yield to such, to such feelings sometimes and some they hold on to uh, what they believe that God says about them. So people, emotions, circumstances could come with instances, illustrations, images in our minds, even our emotions to make us feel something or believe something that is contrary or opposite to identity. The Bible tells us that we are children of God or born of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that we are God's workmanship, God's handiwork. We are God's uh, handiwork, specially made and specially crafted by God in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. The Bible makes us to understand that we carry the gene of God in our spirit. The Bible makes us to understand that the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Ghost. The, the, the Bible tells us that we, we look identically, we, we, are very, we look very much like Jesus Christ right within us. Right in our spirit is the nature of Christ. But circumstances, people, situations make us feel otherwise. So in instances where your emotions or people actually you know, question your identity, speak to you, you know, talk to you in your face and ask you some questions that make you doubt God's love for you or doubt your identity, the person you are in Christ Jesus. How do you feel? How do those words and, em- and emotions make you feel? Do they make you to doubt God's love for you? Do they make you to doubt if your salvation was real or genuine at all? Do they make you even feel like, I think this Christianity thing is not real? Now, this is one of the things that the devil tries to achieve in our lives by using circumstances, people, and situations to get us to doubt our identity. So he uses as many tools as possible to question our identity. You know, when our identity is questioned, we seem to lose confidence in God. You know, regarding any particular situation in our life, like I was talking about um, substance abuse or any other situation in our life, even marriage or a problem in our life. So when when our identity is questioned we tend to lose confidence in god some people 
they don't lose confidence, but they are not able to pursue as hard as they are pursuing. They're not able to stand firm in God. You know, some people, because their question has been, uh, their identity has been questioned, like uh, the devil questioned the identity of Jesus, where he said, if you are the son of God, turn a stone into bread. Some people, in an attempt to prove that they are who the Bible says they are, they begin to do the right thing for the wrong reasons. And when we begin to do the right thing for the wrong reasons, we tend to lose focus. We tend to uh, get sidetracked. We begin to argue. We're trying to uh, do something to prove something to someone else instead of us to focus on fulfilling our purpose and doing what God has called us to do. So the enemy is very strategic in questioning our identity and he knows that it could get us derailed, sidetracked. It could it could get us to lose confidence in God. It could get us to be vulnerable to temptation. It could get us to begin to doubt who we are in Christ Jesus and begin to do what he wants us to do. Because what you believe about yourself is what you will do. So if you don't believe something about yourself, you, will not, you are not likely to keep holding on to that thing. You would definitely want to do something else. So what I mean is this, if you don't believe what God says about you, if you, are, if you don't have a very strong belief in what God has spoken concerning you, when the enemy comes to you with an alternative or when he questions the real thing that you have, because you don't hold on to those, that thing tightly, very strongly, you begin to believe what the enemy is presenting to you. Anytime we are able to doubt the God's true identity, for us, or, I mean, God's word in our life, what God says about us, anytime we get to doubt it, we become vulnerable and we cannot stand still, stand strong, stand firm in resistance to the temptation of the enemy. And most of us, we gravitate in the direction of what the enemy wants us to do. So the enemy wants us to wants to question our identity or is questioning our identity because he wants us to continue to conform to the image of this world. He wants us to continue to conform to his own image and not to be like Christ and not bring light into our communities, into our home, into our marriages. The enemy is wicked and this is the reason why we should not take this very, very lightly or lightly at all because this is a matter of life and death to many people. Many people have been tempted to do what is not right and Things has gone down in their life. Things have gone wrong in their life and they've not been able to recover. So if, you, if your legs are wobbling, if your legs are shaking, if you're in doubt about your true identity, about who you truly are right now, regardless of the situation going on in your life, I want to challenge you not to give in. Stand your ground on what you believe that the Bible says about you, that you are a child of God, you are the head and not the tail. You're not a prostitute. You're not an you're not a homosexual. You're not a gay. You are not what your feelings tell you you are. You are who God says you are. See, one thing, one thing is this. If we hold on to the word of God long enough, if we choose to believe it, those emotions will wane. Sometimes so emotions, they don't leave after one year. I mean, it takes about one year for some of them to leave. But let us just stand our ground. We have two options. Either to give in to those emotions and assume that identity or we stand our ground. And one thing we know is this. The Bible says that resist the devil and we, and we flee from you. And what that means is this. Actively stand against the enemy. Actively stand against the words, the emotions that the enemy has uh, quickened in you. And those things will cease. God in his word has told us the the character of the devil, I mean, his behavior, his mannerism, he will flee if you stand against him long enough. So regardless of what you're going through right now, regardless of any oppression you're going through right now, regardless of 
any kind of questioning you're going through right now, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to stand your ground and not give in because you are more than a conqueror through Christ who loved you. The positive side sometimes to uh, this questioning of identity is that it could get us to actually really see the condition of our beliefs, where we are. And we could be like, wow, if I could doubt my identity based on the question that man or that lady asks me, then it tells me that I need to work on myself. So sometimes when our identity is questioned, our identity in any area of our lives, maybe our sexuality, our marriage, our finances, anything, anything that identifies us with God, anything that we identify with God, whatever area of our life or all areas of our life where we identify with God and someone comes to question us so that we can identify with the world or we can give in to the world or do things the way the world does things. Anytime we are questioned regarding any area of our lives, if we, if we struggle not to doubt or we get to start falling into doubt and it took us a long time to, we, to get ourselves back to, to normal, right? To, we, to a normal way of thinking, a biblical way of thinking. That can open our eyes to see that we are not standing strong enough or help us to really understand how much or how well we believe the word of God or we hold on tightly to the word of God. And in such instances, what we should do, and okay, what I'm trying to say is that, and in such instances, it could make us take our Christian life more seriously, sort out our unbelief issues, and ultimately, we could actually be strengthened in the faith. So maybe that is what is happening to you right now as you're listening to me, and you're struggling to not leave your identity or abandon your identity in Christ, you're struggling not to abandon them for what you know is not of God, is of the world, is of the wicked, is of the enemy. These might actually open your eyes to see that this, your, the condition of your faith, the condition of your belief, you know, challenging you and encouraging you to sort out your unbelief issues so that you can trust God, you can believe in God's word concerning what it says about your life. How should we address this situation, this temptation? We can simply do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? When Jesus was tempted by the devil in the book of Luke chapter 4, he spoke what was written concerning that situation. In, John, uh, in Luke chapter 3, after Jesus had been baptized in water, as he was coming out, as he was praying, the Bible says that um, the Holy Spirit was descending or descended on him in the form of a dove. And there was a voice from heaven saying, you know, this is my beloved son. Uh, I'm pleased with you. So God uh, publicly declared you know, to Jesus, because uh, it was a loud voice, people could hear. God publicly declared that Jesus is a son. And do you know what the devil did? When Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted, the first temptation that the Bible records that the devil put before Jesus was about his identity. He questioned his identity. He asked him, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. 
But God already publicly declared that Jesus is a son and is happy with Jesus, is pleased with Jesus. So how come the devil is asking Jesus again if he is the son of God, he should prove it. This is one of the things I was trying to explain earlier on that we could find ourselves in attempt to prove our identity, do the right things with the wrong motives. Or find ourselves doing things to prove something to somebody else. And ultimately, what we're doing is that we are obeying the command of, some, of someone else. I mean, why should Jesus respond to the challenge or the instruction of the devil to prove his identity? If Jesus had done that, then he would have fallen into that temptation and Many of us would not, would not have been able to overcome temptation. Jesus overcame all those temptations to give us hope, to strengthen us, to enable us to be able to overcome temptations as well. So Jesus can turn stone into bread. He multiplied bread. I believe Jesus can turn stone into bread, but not at the command of the devil. So sometimes the enemy tries to, you know, give us something get us to do something legitimate but to his own instruction or commandment but what did jesus do in response he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of the lord uh, mouth of the lord so the bible records of three key temptations three major temptations at that point in, i mean that jesus experienced when he was in wilderness and um, what actually surprised me was that this part of the three temptations, this particular one was repeated twice. In the first temptation and the third one, Satan said, if you are the son of God. So guys, when the enemy questions our identity, when the enemy says to us, if you are the child of God, or if you are a child of God, why did you do this? Do this for me. Prove yourself. We are to speak what the word of God says. Now, for Jesus to speak the word of God, it meant that he knew what the word of God says. The Bible tells us at the age of 12, Jesus was sitting down uh, with, uh, with, law, with law expert, with scripture expert, and he was discussing the Bible with them, in a sense. So Jesus studied, Jesus knew what the word of God says. Likewise, if we want to know what the word of God says about us, if we want to be able to speak the word of God against temptations, we need to know what the word of God says about us. And for Jesus to speak, it meant that he believed the word of God. So for us to be able to speak with all boldness, we need to believe. So we must know what the word of God says, which means we need to get our Bible and commit ourselves to study, to understand. I know sometimes when we talk about studying the word of God, it sounds like a labor laborious effort. It sounds, it sounds like... You know, oh man, are we going to do this again? But guys, you know what? Studying your Bible is not that difficult. Just the way you read many other books, you can just pick up your Bible instead of reading some other magazines and books and just, you know, in an, with, a, with an attempt to, you know, to get closer to God, to know what God says about you. You know, if you can change your perspective, your mindset about how you, uh, how you read your Bible or your approach to your Bible, it might be more exciting for you to actually read. So let's work on our perspective. And uh, the reason why I'm saying this to us is that understanding our Bible, reading our Bible is for our own benefit. It's, it's for our own good. There's no how we would escape temptation in this world. We'll always be tempted. But we can also empower ourselves with the word of God 
so that we can stand firm when we are tempted. So Jesus spoke the word of God. But for him to speak the word of God, not shake at all, not consider uh, Satan's offerings, he had to know the word of God, believe the word of God, and he spoke it. So likewise, you and I need to know the word of God from a habit, from a habit of reading the word of God, believing it, and how we get to believe is by acting on it. If you believe something, you do it. So we should know the word of God, believe it, you know, act on it, speak it. And Jesus said that um, one of the ways we can overcome temptation is by praying. So watch and pray and you will not fall into, into temptation because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we have to intention, we have to learn to pray and we have to intentionally pray for ourselves. You know, build a strong prayer life, build a vibrant spirit. Let our spirit man, our inner man, our heart be strong, be well connected to God, to be very familiar with God, to recognize God, to be able to differentiate between the voice of God and the voice of the devil, for also be able to differentiate between these two voices, even when people, some even Christians speak to us, we have to have trained ourselves in the place of prayer and studying the word of God to be very much familiar with how God speaks. You know how God speaks to our heart. If we don't spend those time in prayer and study, we might not be able to effectively or quickly recognize or yeah, recognize or identify the voice of God or differentiate between the voice of God and the voice of the enemy, even when the enemy is speaking to us through people of authority in our lives or people, even Christians in, in, in our lives. So guys, I hope this uh, podcast have um, encouraged you, has strengthened you, has helped some people to actually say, you know what, I'm not giving into that temptation, into those offerings of the enemy. You know, my identity in this particular area might be questioned right now, but I'm not going to give in. Even though I feel like giving in, I'm going to hold on to God's word so strongly and I'm not going to give in. And knowing that the devil would definitely flee. You know, the book of James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and will flee from you. In case you're trying to find where that scripture is written. So now that you know the character, the behavior of the devil, that he will flee, he will stand long enough, stand your ground, against his um, wiles, against his deception. So I hope you've been, able, you've been strengthened and encouraged to stand and not give up and not give in. So guys, uh, I would like you to pass this on to other people, pass on this encouragement to other people. You know, send me your comment, connect with me. Let me know how I can be of help to you. you know, let me know how I can pray with you. Let me know what materials or resources that I've used in my life that I can share with you. Yeah, let me hear from you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. 